Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Sopon Batumrat Baragun, Senior Associate at Price Sanon in Thailand. Along with bringing you updates and critical events happening around the world, we are also fortunate to have the chance to touch base with our local EOA lawyers. Our local EOA lawyers are always on the ground in various countries, providing legal solutions to help their local clients navigate through employment issues. Today, we were going to Indonesia to discuss sexual violence in the workplace. Joining us today is Shadan Assis, a partner at SSEK Law Firm. Shadan regularly advises on employment and workplace issues in Indonesia. Welcome. It's a pleasure having you on our program. How are you today? Hi, Safan. I'm good. Thank you. I just want to understand there is a new regulation in Indonesia that deal with sexual harassment and assault in the workplace. Can you tell us more about that? Okay, sure. So, yes, in May, the Indonesian Ministry of Manpower issued decree number 88 of 2023 regarding guidelines for the prevention and handling of sexual violence in the workplace. These guidelines are a follow-up and implementing regulation for the sexual harassment law that was issued back in 2022, actually. Well, so that was the issue of sexual harassment and assault in the workplace previously legislated, or is this the first regulation in Indonesia to deal with the issue? So actually, until 2022, there was no specific law for sexual harassment, especially for sexual violence in the workplace. With the 2022 sexual violence law, the government for the first time actually imposes tougher criminal sanctions for sexual violence committed by an employer against an employee. Well, for employers in Indonesia, what are the highlights of the decree? One of the talking points is the requirement under the Ministry of Manpower Decree number 88 for companies in Indonesia is to establish a task force for the prevention and handling of sexual violence in the workplace. This task force must have an odd number of members with a minimum of three members made up of company representatives and representatives of employees or even the company's labor union. So that is, this is something that is new and now it's a requirement for companies to actually establish to basically handle and prevent sexual violence in the workplace. Well, Shalan, um, what will these task forces do? Okay, that's a good question. So the main duties of the task force will be to develop and implement activities and programs like training programs for preventing sexual violence in the workplace, receive and record complaints of sexual violence in the workplace, gather information when there are alleged instances of sexual violence in the workplace, provide guidance to victims and the company to try and resolve complaints of sexual violence, and also to provide assistance to victims of sexual violence in the workplace. Well, Shalan, does this requirement to set up a task force apply to all employers in Indonesia? And is there any deadline to comply? So, yes. The new Ministry of Manpower Decree and its requirements, including requirements to set up a task force, applies to all employers regardless of number of employees. That includes government, government agencies, and state-owned companies, so it's not just private companies. There is no grace period in this decree 
All these requirements became effective when the decree came into force on May 29th of 2023. But that being said, we don't believe that Minister of Manpower is going to expect companies to overnight have tax force set up and sexual harassment trainings programs in place. So on this point, our advice to employers would be to set up a task force and conduct training as soon as possible. Companies might even consider inviting officials from the Ministry of Manpower to assist with, with the training seminars itself. That's really clear. Any other key points in the new decree? There is something interesting. The decree stipulates that companies are liable to compensate victims of sexual violence in the workplace. Now, in this regard, companies are obliged to take the following steps, among others, uh, return any sick leave or other leave taken by the victim during the handling of the sexual violence incident, provide additional sick leave if the victim requires counseling, uh, remove any negative appraisals from the victim's personnel records added due to the occurrence of the sexual violence itself, reemploy the victim if the person concerned was dismissed, This is in line with the sexual violence law, where victims are also entitled to protection from loss or transfer of job. Review any decisions or actions related to the work relationship that might be detrimental to the victim and or the complaining party to ensure there was no retaliation. And also provide compensation for any medical expenses. So that's something that is relatively new and it's a new obligation for the company. Yes. and. I think everyone wants to know, does the decree outline sanctions? Of course. I mean, what regulation does not have any sanctions? <laughs> so basically, the ministry decree itself provides that companies can sanction perpetrators of sexual violence in the workplace. And the sanctions itself can be in the form of written warning letters, transfer to another division, department, or work unit, reducing or removing part or all of the person's authority in the company temporary suspension, or even termination of employment. Now, it is important to note that whatever sanction is given by a company, this in no way affects the right of the victim to file a police report, and perpetrators are still subject to legal sanctions in accordance with the applicable law. Now, the sexual violence law stipulates that sexual violence perpetrators are subject to an overall sentence of nine months to 15 years of imprisonment, and our penalties are 50 million to 1 million rupiah. It depends on the type of sexual violence committed and how bad sexual violence is committed. Now, for sexual violence committed by an employer or supervisor against an employee, the sexual violence law provides an additional sentence and or penalty of one-third to the initial action itself. It's worse if the person or the people committing this violence, sexual violence is actually an employer or a supervisor in the, in the company. I know that the decree lists the forms of sexual violence, and one of those is sexual torture. Is that the correct reading of the decree? This is interesting. This is a matter of language. The Indonesian expression in the decree is penyiksaan sexual. Now, since the precise standard of proof required to prove torture is not clear, we consider whether the legislative intent effectively is sexual assault rather than sexual torture. But we concluded that the Indonesian word penyiksaan means torture and can only be translated as such. So in this regard, we will have to wait and see whether the reference to torture creates any uncertainty in the enforcement of that aspect of sexual violence in practice. Well, Shannon, and you have already touched on some of the new requirements for employers under the new decree. 
maybe you can just sum up what employers should be doing in response to the decree. So that's a good question. I think companies should make themselves familiar first with the new provisions under the Manpower Decree 88, and then make sure they regulate the prevention of sexual violence in the workplace in detail in their employment agreements, common regulation, or collective labor agreements. And aside from that, I think companies will also want to start the process of setting up the task force and implementing the training programs as required under the decree. I think that's like the most important points that employers or companies should start doing at this moment. That's very informative and very clear, Shaktan. It's been my pleasure to have you on this show. And thank you for taking your time to share your views with our listeners. Thank you, Safan. And it's good to be on the podcast. If you would like to connect with Shaktan, please click on his bio in the description of this podcast. We also encourage you to reach out to any of our lawyers around the world by selecting Find a Lawyer on the ELA website at ELA.law. In addition, search the ELA website where you can sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers, and on-demand content from our online library or access the ELA exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You have been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Sopon Batumrat Waragun. Thanks for listening.